You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. My final guest tonight is a multi-award winning producer. Let's find out more about Galway's Grand Grand's Foods from co-founder Magali Murray. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Magali, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks so much for taking the, the time to talk to me. I was just reading up on your, your company there, Grand Grand's Food. But the first thing I wanted to ask you is you're from Peru originally, but of course you were charmed by a lovely Irish man out in your travels. <laughs> Tell me about how you and your husband, Nigel, met. Um, so first of all, thank you for, for, for having us, which is uh, delighted to be part of the podcast. So yeah, I'm from Peru. My parents are Italian descendants, both of them. So when I met Nigel, I was in Venice. We were work. I was working in Venice in a cruise ship. Actually, we met in the cruise ship, and he was the chef there, and I was working as a, a secretary of the cruise director at the time. I was doing the translations and all of that. So yeah, he uh, he charged me. Pretty much, yeah, into food, into his, his passion for food and me coming for a family that where food is so important. Definitely, we have, we have a, a, a kind of a connection there. The two of you settled in Peru and you had three children in Peru before you moved back to Ireland. Yeah, so we've, when we finished working in the, in, the, in the cruise lines, we moved to Peru and he loved Peru. He thought it was amazing, the food, the culture. So we decided to get married there. Plus, he has to ask for my hand in marriage to my father, which he was very nervous about. He actually told him, uh, well, you need to speak Spanish before asking me anything because I don't understand what you say. <laughs> so he said, I give you the answer after you learn some Spanish. <laughs> so we have to wait kind of a six months until Nadia had a little bit of Spanish to ask for my hand in marriage again. My parents are very traditional. So, yes, so we, um, we got married in 97. And, well, while he was working in a hotel in Peru, he realized that there wasn't any Irish pub in Peru. So he told, he asked me, can we open an Irish pub? And I was like, what's that? I didn't, I didn't know what an Irish pub was. So anyway, we decided, you know what, let's do I was 25, he was 27. We opened the first Irish pub in Peru on 1997 and we had our first child on 1997 so everything at the same time wow you must have been flat out oh gosh it was it wasn't easy the whole breastfeeding going pulling pines go back breastfeeding. it was a mix of all of that yes it but was the but the pub was a great success i was just going to say the pub was a great success but you decided then to relocate to ireland back to county galway yes. what what was it that, that made you decide to leave Peru? Well, I suppose Najat has been traveling around Germany, New Zealand, Australia, all this year, Venice, Italy, you know, working as a, as a chef. And almost for, at that stage, I think it was, was almost like 20 years. So he, he felt that it was time to come back home. And because we spent already 10 years in Peru, he said to me, oh, okay, let's go and spend another 10 years in Ireland and see if you like it, you know, just, it's, it's just, it was fair, I suppose, to move 
to move back. So that was that's, that was the main reason. He wanted to come home. He felt the cold, I suppose. Yeah, well, I mean, nobody moves to Ireland for the weather, that's for sure. No, it was for family, definitely. So you came back to Ireland in 2005. And what did the two of you do then from a, from a working perspective? Um, Nigel started working in the Ireland Hotel in, in Galway. He was the head chef there. And I, we have three small kids, three, four, and seven. And, you know, I just have to be with them and kind of uh, getting to learn the language because they were Spanish speakers, the three of them, helped them with the language. And meanwhile, I was working uh, as a HR manager, part-time HR manager in one of the super values, in, the, in our local super value in Lock Gray. So that's how we just, and I was doing, uh, kind of helping out in the house, doing a little bit part-time jobs. I opened my own business here. I don't know, it was called Party Friends. So what I was doing is I was bringing mascots from America, like Barney, Dora, all of them. And I have JMIT students dressing up for me. And we used to go to parties and events. And that went extremely well for me. I was so happy. But I was only doing it the weekends when Najib was kind of around to look after the children. So it sounds like you're very entrepreneurial from, you know, opening an Irish bar, having your own business at the weekends and then Grand Grand's Foods. Tell me how it all came about. Um, well, Nadja comes from a very entrepreneurial background. Her parents were in Coventry. They came to Ireland and they opened their own shop in Glenamari, where, where they're from. So then on my side, I grew up with my parents uh, making wine, making pisco, which is the Peruvian spirit. So it was always on us. I, I always felt that I was going to have a business sooner or, sooner or later. So when, when we came, when we were in Ireland, we just noticed we have a daily, we opened a small daily in, a, in, a, in Locray, in a town. And while we were having the daily, we realized that there wasn't many artisan products at that time. Most of the products were coming from England. So we started doing our own jams and our own marmalades and see, you know, bit by bit, we just felt we were we, we putting pineapples and mango. And this is like 15 years ago. You know, it was a long time. People were like, what, asking what this exotic mix of marmalades and jams were. And uh, so that's how much, that's how we realized there is a, there is a space here for an artisan producer to, of, of condiments, you know, there is a niche in the market for us. And that's how we decide 2014 to start Grand Grand Foods. Now, Grand Grand comes from Nigel's granny. He used to call it Grand Grand. And she was kind of the main person that inspired him to be a chef. So that's what that's where the name comes from as well. That's lovely. I'm sure she, she loves that. Um, you have a very extensive product range. Tell us about the, the different products. You've nearly, well, you've 56 products plus a seasonal range for Christmas. We are we are really about to say no, I think. <laughs> because we start with, first of all, we start with our marmalade syndrome. So we have those, just maybe six of them. Then when we start, when we wanted to start selling our products, we didn't know where to go first. What we didn't know, we didn't have much experience in Ireland, how everything was working. So we decided, my husband said to me, let's let's do uh, 
products for butchers because we realized everything that was in the butchers was everything that was coming from England. The horseradish, the meat, the tartars, all of them. And he was like, I can do all of this. And you know, we can really do this. So we start with that horseradish, meat, and apple. And then uh, once we start putting these in the shop, the same butchers start asking us, would you do this for me? Would you do that? Can you do an an Irish dressing? Can you do an Irish tartar sauce or a dill sauce? And of course, Nanji being a chef, he's capable to do all of this. He has so much experience working, traveling in different countries that he said, oh yeah, of course. So bit by bit, we end up with a dressing section and then a seafood section and then plus, I don't know, our marmalades and jams. And, and then we do the condiments. And then of course, I wanted to have my input there and I said, well, we don't do some South American sauces. You know, it was just, we go, I suppose when you have the passion for something, it's very hard not to create or keep creating things, you know. And tell me about the ingredients that you use in the, the products and where you source them from. Well, uh, we were at the start, I was growing most of them. We started doing chutneys with beetroot, which Nadja love, we love the beetroot. And we start mixing them maybe with ginger, and but... I start growing the beetroot. I realized, oh my God, it's very easy to grow anything in this country. We just grow a couple of polytunnels. And, you know, like in Peru, we have the issue of water here. You don't have that issue. So you can grow anything. And if you have a polytunnel, it's just the sky is the limit here, really is. And the soil is so rich, it's so nice. So we start growing, I start growing the beetroot and then we start growing the peppers and we start doing the red pepper chutney. And then I have all the herbs, coriander. I was growing coriander anyway because we have so much coriander in Peru. It was part of my cuisine. So I started growing the coriander inside the polytunnels. And then I realized I can grow basil and I can grow dill, you know, all those herbs. I love, I love the whole gardening. I love to grow my own herbs. So we start using our own herbs and our own products. Now, as we were growing, we start going into other local, we start meeting other local producers and say, okay, did you grow this for us? And we were buying from them. And uh, so yeah, that's that's basically how we how we how we start buying and outsourcing our, our vegetables from other growers. And out of the, the very extensive portfolio of products that you have, what are the best sellers? Um I really like our horse radish sauce because our horse radish sauce is very mild. So you have the flavor of the horseradish, but you don't have that, you know, that kind of it's, it's very spicy taste that you can't have anything else. And then from all the jams, I'll say, or all the jams and marmalade, lemon marmalade with ginger and cardamom is one of our best sellers. Now our whiskeys are top quality, they're very good. But for me, lemon marmalade with ginger and cardamom. Then after that, if we move into the condiments, I'll say the chimichurri, which is, like coriander, parsley, chili, garlic, extra virgin olive oil. We use a lot that sauce in Peru. It's delicious. It's so nice, vegan friendly. Uh, we, because we start looking into this, uh, finding out all these health issues, you know, gluten-free customers looking for these type of products. So chimichurri was perfect. Gluten-free, dairy-free, not free, and it's full of flavor. So that'll be my three top. And then we do, of course, infused oils. Our chili oil is delicious as well. And it's a proper, proper chili oil for, you know, to drizzle over anything. So you've won a number of awards for various different products. 
we have we have we have we few we got some awards for applesauce and applesauce is very nice award that we got a great taste awards we were we were finalists in a chili jam which is also very very nice and yeah i mean so far i think the our condiments little by little they just find you the place in the in the irish pantry and people like them and, and they keep asking us for them so the last couple of months we have we've accredited with the origin green which is a, a sustainability program just to show that small the small or, or business in general are compliant with all the sustainable zero waste uh, and uh, support of the community it sounds like Nigel is very much the product side of things and then you're maybe more the admin marketing side of things. How is it working with your husband? It's not easy. <laughs> we met a lot of couples that some of them are even divorced and I completely understand because it's like we are very passionate about what we do. So we kind of headstrong, no, no, I want this, no, we, no, the other person wants that. And we need to kind of find a, a way to just kind of have a compromise. And of course, when you have your own business, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of sacrifice. You think you're going to have weekends off? No, you won't. You think you can go on holidays for two, two weeks? No, you won't. Not at the start anyway. So it was a lot of pressure. It was three children at the same time. And we didn't have a salary. We have only the business. So that put another extra pressure into trying to cover the mortgage, cover this and cover that and have a little bit of time for ourselves. So, yes. So then we, we just kind of decide, okay, let's just have some boundaries here. He was in, He's in charge of production. So he does all the production part of it. And I'm in charge of the designing of the labels or the, make it, everything look nice and pretty and the administration. And the marketing, few little bits there. And then Nigel, because he's Irish, he was he started he does the logistics as well. So he goes uh, you know, go to the to the um especially butchers. They they were not used to especially all butchers, they're not one a foreigner woman telling them you're not selling horse radio. So that's not I don't think that that doesn't go well. So Nigel would have to kind of take that as well, part of the logistics. So he does production logistics. And I do everything else. And when you're talking about the butchers there, some butchers stock your products, but you're also widely stocked by many of the retailers also. Oh, gosh, yeah, huge. We start with the butchers. We, we start with the craft butchers of Ireland. But now our products are in garden centers. We were one of the first shops that took our product, and we are always grateful, was McCambridge's in Galway. Because having McCambridge's supporting our product, having our back that way, allow us to go to Morton's in Galway, allow us to go to all our, other that kind of independent supermarkets and delicatessen shops. And now we we are in almost over 300 shops in Ireland between garden centres, independent shops, delicatessens and uh, watchers. And you also have an online shop. Yes, we open our online shop uh, with, with COVID because now, we were very uh, strong believers in trying to sell the product by kind of educate the people about our product first. So we used to do so many festivals. We, before COVID, we used to do 27 festivals. So basically every month, every, every twice a month, we were somewhere. And then COVID came and all that went. And that was our main, because we, we did have a lead, some shops, but not as many. So the festival were, was our, our main bread and butter. So that was a big shock for us. 
So then we we were, I suppose we were ready. We have, we have our website almost ready there to, um, to, to be launched. And with the help of the local enterprise office, we launched the product and that was a game changer. Then we got so many orders, more shops that wanted to stalk us. So yes. And you've opened your own shop as well. Yes. With then with all of this, um, that we just when every time we need a space in the house, we were buying a stilted shed. And then we buy and we end up we have four stilted sheds in the house. Everywhere. We don't know what to do with them. They're everywhere. So then we decide, you know what, we need a production unit. We need a place where we can do all the, in one place, rather than going from one steel shed in one side of the garden to the other side of the garden, we call it, oh my God. So, uh, so yeah, we were looking for a production unit and we found this place that uh, we are now in Kikolgan that used to be a supermarket and they closed and it was closed for the three years of COVID. So we just came just when everything was kind of easing a little bit with the COVID restrictions. And uh, we met the owners. And at the start, they were a little bit, they didn't know if something like that would work. An artisan shop wasn't know very much. There's not many out there. But uh, yeah, we have proved them wrong. The, the, the shop is really doing extremely well. All the, we got lovely comments from all the community thanking us for, for, for kind of bringing this to the, to the community and uh, we have and we not only supply our own products now now we help other artisan producers to have a little window so people can buy the the, the products as well well next year you're celebrating 10 years in business and you've done so much in in that decade from you know your your family of three children expanding a product range to to over 60 products winning awards opening an online shop and having an online presence what is next what does the next 10 years hold for you well um we want to, we are working very hard in exportation we don't want to go the way we want to grow is not going to the big supermarkets. That doesn't interest us. We want to still be the artisan, the small batch, concentrated in the top quality of the product. We we have some, uh, of course, projects or people approaching us to supply them, but that means that we have to change the recipe so it's, it's cheaper to sell in supermarkets, but we don't want to do that because then it will... It will take the whole law for it. I don't know. It just it will be a different business for us. So at the moment we are exporting to daily shops in Germany, in Sweden, in France, and in America as well. Especially California and New York area. That's where we are expanding. Always small delicatessen shops. You know, sport, uh, shops that care about the, the, the ingredients, the sustainability. They care about all of that. Fantastic. Well, listen, I'm very impressed with everything you have achieved to date. Congratulations and continued success. For anybody listening who would like to find out more about you, your husband, Nigel, the product range, where is the best place for them to go to? The best place, if they are around the Galway area, come to us, Kilcolgan. It's the Ampost building in Kilcolgan, in County Galway. 
Otherwise, they can find all our details in our website, www.grandgrandsfoods.ie. Thanks so much for sharing your story tonight. It has been truly inspirational. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. Thank you. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. 